The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome to this episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts, Johnny Mags and Messy Mike. Let's talk barbecue. What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in beautiful, frigid Salem, New Hampshire. It's the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk everything barbecue and a lot of other topics that you normally talk around the pit. As always, I'm joined by Messy Mike. Hello. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm fucking miserable. And I see that you are... <laughs> Language. You've, you've memorized the intro. Have you memorized your reading? My ending? I have not. <laughs> well, there, there's, Nor whole, will be a whole there's a bunch of pieces of paper over there. Yes. around the back. Yes. <laughs> so what's going on? I heard um, I heard some news that you made another um, barbecue-related purchase. I might have. I might have. But yeah, no. First off, I'm back to work. Okay. Thank God. You must be excited. I am exhausted, and I am in so much damn pain. <laughs> exhausted <laughs> My- from... Work or exhausted from being off for all this time? I think it has had to be off for all this time, and my legs are absolutely on fire. Well, you started in a snowstorm. Oh, yeah, then throw another Mm -hmm. foot of snow into it your first day back. I swear to God, I'm I'm blaming my father on this one because he's like, oh, you timed this perfect. You know, you pretty much missed the winter. I go, yeah, you know, pretty much we're in March. March is the new winter. (laughs) You're going back Monday here. Here's 14 inches of snow. Yeah. And ice. Yeah, you're fun. not bitter though. I hate to say it. I think March and April um, are going to be, you know, snow months. Well, I'm kind of. I got to look into the forecast mm-hmm. because if I'm not mistaken, it's is it next Sunday? Not this Sunday coming up, but the following one, St. Patrick's Day. Well, March 17th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we turn the clocks back well, this Sunday. This Sunday. Interesting fun fact that I learned this week. Speaking of St. Patrick's Day, do you gentlemen know the difference between pastrami and, uh, now I'm drawing a blank. Corned beef. Corned beef. Go ahead. John, you want to take this? Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, The spice is used? Negative. Okay. The difference is pastrami is exactly the same brine and it's smoked, Mm -hmm. whereas corned beef is boiled. Yep. Oh, okay. So you brine them the same, the same pink salt and- uh, so, so if you smoke acorn beef, it's pastrami. <laughs> Correct. Okay. 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 Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Start the presses. The voice you're hearing <laughs> is our own, very own, Mr. Jonathan. Yeah. I, I, he uh, is I'm filling, filling in, in for Ed's, uh, producer Ed Sullivan, who is in the chat room. Is Hi, he? Ed. How are you? Nice. What's up, Ed? <laughs> we, we got Mike Jordan. What's up, brother? Um, I hope you got my message. Oh, did you respond and to we'll him? Talk yesterday morning because Perfect. I'm not expecting you to do anything. Oh, I meant to. Yeah, of course. You mean, you mean, you mean. But you don't do. I don't. You don't, I don't, you don't, I don't. You don't. <laughs> no. And uh, Ray Sheehan. What's up, Ray? Ray, we we ears ringing? We're just about to bring you up. He's going to cling the bottles. We're going to cling the bottles. Ray. Thank you very much, sir. He wasted no time, by the way. What do we have? Yeah. Uh, what do we have there? That looks like barbecue sauce, judging from, by the shape of the bottle. From Ray, who was she in? Who was on last week? Yeah, barbecue. Buddha. He sent me two bottles of sauce from barbecue. His company, Barbecue Buddha. We have the Barbecue Buddha Kansas City barbecue sauce. 
Nice. Right there. And we have the Barbecue Buddha Memphis Mop mm-hmm. Barbecue Sauce. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hit this with some ribs. Now, what is the difference between the two? I hear you guys mention mop from time to time. Is that a, a different base of a barbecue sauce? One's the uh, mop is more vinegar based. And okay. The Kansas City is a more um more tomatoey bolder um flavor. So you're with the with the mop. I would imagine you're looking to put that on a tougher cut of meat to be able to break that meat down. Um, usually a mop you're going to do it with um either pork pork butts pork okay. shoulders pigs um ribs and it's just a uh it's like um a marinade. During the cooking process. Gotcha. So as they're smoking, once they've smoked for a few hours, then a lot of people will put a mop sauce on them. I and it's you. just a more vinegar-based um, barbecue sauce. I have to say, and I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I know I was on one other time. I made a small cameo. You invited me <laughs> up. Thank you. Um, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I listen every week. I'm, I'm one episode behind right now, so I haven't heard Ray's episode yet. Uh, but you guys have inspired me to experiment more than I ever have in my entire life when it comes to working in the kitchen. You may not know this, but I I tend to cook lunch for my guys here Mm -hmm. every day. Uh, I'm going to cook anyways. So if I got an extra guy on the, on the the payroll there, what is it? An extra five bucks to add them into the meal. So I just add them into the meal and whatever. Um, But I have never been all that adventurous when it comes to the different kinds of meat. I always was really a filet mignon kind of guy or tenderloin where it's difficult to mess it up. You can have it on the rare side. And I've been experimenting recently with the tougher cuts of meat and I'm starting to get into longer cooks using my sous vide. Sous vide. Oh yeah, the sous vide. <laughs> we will get this so sous vide so or we, not sous vide. So we need to change our podcast to what, around noon? Yeah. Noon every day yeah. so we can get lunch. Yeah, That's right. Tell, tell my boss that. <laughs> let, me, let, let me know how you make out. Well, just come up during a lunch break. <clears throat> do the, the old, podcast. It ain't the old days, bro. Drive back. It ain't the old days. <laughs> uh, but yes, I did purchase. I did make another barbecue purchase. Then <laughs> we'll get back to the sous vide in a minute. All right. So go ahead. I purchased the Blackstone. I was giving Stone. you what they call a segue in the podcast world, John. Yes. But let's just blow I, right by that. <laughs> Don't worry. It's, it's gonna be, if you listen to all the shows, you know we're all over the <laughs> yes. map. Yes, Jack. we are. Go ahead. About a Blackstone, mm-hmm. 17 incher, should fit perfectly on the Weber Performer. Mm-hmm. So, yes, CJ and Kent, if you're listening, and all the other guys. They love spending my money. What is what does it do? What is a black stone? It is a well. The seventeen inch is a it's a portable, basically a portable. Um, the fuck is it? Great flat top. Flat top. Ah. If you will. Mm-hmm. Does it have holes where you can still let the smoke get up and and? Oh no, no smoke. There's no smoke. So there's a straight griddle. Griddle. Yeah, griddle, straight griddle was the word I was working for. Mm-hmm. But right. yeah, they've been doing some uh, videos. Oh. So Good really, stuff. you're making it so that your your smoker is an all-purpose cooking utensil. It's not just for smoking anymore. He's like making the, a I, kitchen outside. Thank you. I like to f- think it that way. I'm, I'm, I'm starting an outdoor kitchen. So I got the smokers. I got the grills. Now I got the, the flat the top, top griddle. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited. Now, to try is it out. propane? Propane. Okay. Yeah, it's um, got the attachment to, just to the right-hand side. With the one-pound bottles. Okay, yep. But I ain't dicking around with those. So Home Depot had a 11 bucks, had the hose attachment, hook it right up to the 20-pound bottle. Mm-hmm. Boom, we're good. 
Oh, yeah. Then you don't have to worry about it as much. Now, isn't a Weber a charcoal grill? Weber's charcoal grill. So this is an attachment that goes on top of the charcoal grill? Not exactly. It's not an attachment. It's just going to sit on the table that the Weber I got you. So you can make in. flapjacks while you're waiting for your meat to smoke. Exactly. I'm picking I up have what the, you're putting down. I have the Weber kettle. Yeah. Then I bought the Weber kettle, kettle performer, which is a whole setup with the Weber kettle built. It basically, it's a stand with a work area. A little table. In the table yeah. with the kettle sits in. Now, the space that you had that was workspace, you've now taken up with your griddle. Your griddle. Yep. And he's yes. also renting space now from the neighbors, too, because he's <laughs> he's out of, in, their, in their space as well. <laughs> he's out of space in his yard for all of his toys. It's jealousy you'll get you nowhere, he's, my friend. He's going to be the chef for the whole neighborhood. I'm all right with it. <laughs> I officially have more grills and cooking equipment in the neighborhood than anybody else. Oh, I bet. Possibly I think, combined. I bet you in the state of Derry, too. Or Jesus in the state, state of New Derry. Hampshire. State of New Hampshire. <laughs> Town of Derry. But yeah, got the Blackstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of interest and stuff. I mean, you can do smash burgers. You can do smash burgers, uh, bre- all, all types bre- of oh, breakfast eggs. stuff. Yep. Um, fajitas, all that. You know, e- even if you're doing So you can do the briskets in the charcoal grill and you can do the sausage patties on the, on the flat top. Yep. Put a little cheese. Oh, yeah. Get a little smoke flavor on the biscuits. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's nice. a good time. The yeah. black, the Blackstone Mafia. A couple of the boys refer it to. Well, so yeah, I mean that that video. Um, on oh, Facebook, Sean Hopkins. Craig, well, Craig McPherson, yeah, Sean's Craig, buddy, yeah, uh, who lives in Amesbury. He had, uh, I don't even know how many setups he had. One, two, three, four. I think, I think six. there was five or six yeah. guys. Six uh, setups. They were on the deck. Um, you know, one had burgers. Another one had full fledged breakfast. I, Breakfast stuff, oh, yeah. um, bacon, sausage, eggs. Another one had some burgers, but it, there were six of them, and it looked like the best time <laughs> oh, yeah. ever on a snow day. Kent, Kent's actually done pizza on it mm-hmm. and everything else. Oh, yeah, there's plenty of stuff. But, to. oh, yeah, it should be coming in next week. Very nice. Very excited. More goodies. I played goodies. around with a, a recipe that I think would go really well on your Blackstone. You uh, you shred a potato, a full-size uh, russet would probably be the best one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you shred that in a, um, a shredder, like a cheese grater, and you wring out the extra liquid. The more liquid you can get out of it. I was toying with getting a cheesecloth and really giving it a good ring, but I used my hands. Uh, and then I mixed in about 50% sharp cheddar that was also grated the same consistency and I laid that in a pan with a little olive oil and I toasted the bottom of it, flipped it, toasted the bottom of it and that is going is the start of my pizza shell for tomorrow's snack because we do lunch on Thursdays. It's a late day for us here. We're open till yeah. late. So we do lunch at noontime and then we do second lunch around six. So you're telling me you're making a pizza crust out of out of potato potato shreds, fries, yeah, and cheddar cheese. Correct. Then I'll add some sauce and cheese to that, wow. and we're going to have ourselves a party. Yeah, that sounds like that a good sounds time. cool. Yeah, wow, that sounds, sounds like different. Good, that's definitely different. Yeah. I like that. I like that hmm. idea. So the question is, sous vide or not sous vide? That yeah. is the question. That is the question. <clears throat> and luckily, we have our resident sous vide. I'm calling sous vide master. I don't know that I'm a master, master. but my, my I listen to your show and I want to try all these cool things that you guys are talking about, and I'm at work, so I figure I did a little research, and the best way for me to be able to pull it off is 
using one of these immersion circulators. It looks like a stick. It attaches to the side of a pan. Mm -hmm. For once, I can use a thin bottom pan and not burn anything. So I fill up, uh, it's probably a five-gallon pan uh, with water up to the line and turn on the unit. It beeps when it gets the temperature. And I just cooked yesterday a, it's essentially a pot roast. I mean, real tough cut of meat. Uh, I cooked it at 160 for an hour and then dropped the temp down to 140 until I pulled an internal temperature at 140. Uh, and I just poured a vinegar-based, I guess what you'd call a mop, in uh, after I tenderized it and salted the beef. Mm -hmm. And it came out as tender as any filet mignon that I've ever cooked. But it with more flavor. So much more flavor. Mm -hmm. You had you had some nice marbling in there with the fat. Uh, I, I, I wanted to drink the liquid that was at the bottom. I mean, it just smelled amazing. And uh, I put that... You're going to don't lose your shit on this one, Johnny. But I diced it up and I put it on a salad because we're trying to eat healthy around here. Uh, that's fine. Is that's that okay? Fine. Yeah. Can you mix it with vegetables? You can mix it with. My wife would love it. I can't say a goddamn thing. Well, you're eating salad? Are you on a diet? No, all I've been doing is drinking water well, since that's, Saturday. That's good. Why? Well, yeah. Did you get drunk? No, I didn't get drunk. Oh, so what's I got drunk on Valentine's Day. You trying to cut weight for wrestling or something? No, All I'm right. back to work. Ah. Let's let's just say I, uh, I I I knew what the scale said when I went in for before surgery. And let's just say I now once back to work. I know what the scale says now after surgery. Now you need one scale per foot. <laughs> no, I, I, that's why I went back to work where they got the heavy duty one. Nice. The male one, you just jump in. That's it. Just stand, <laughs> stand on the platform, and let's just say that the. Uh, well, for me, I'm not too happy with the number that popped up. For me, uh, I'm I'm trying to. I could I could stand to lose another five pounds and really get into some of my skinny jeans. So I've been doing more salads, but I just love beef so much. So this gives me an opportunity to have the beef flavor, and I just I so I get a little happiness there, and I get a little sadness with a salad. It's not French fries and mashed potatoes, but it has to do for now. Yeah, I'm start have, with a smile. I might have to look into that keto thing. Ain't that all protein? Keto. Protein and fat, yeah. yeah. Sounds like a good diet. Like I said, I'm not happy with the number that popped up. Mm. Well, Ian, now, um, Jonathan, they make jeans that are elastic-y. Do they? Yep, I have a pair, not not going to lie. They get a, a little elastic to them, so. You learn so much on this podcast. You do, you do. So, the, the, uh, how did we go from sous vide to my fat ass? I, I, I have no idea. I think it was I apologize for making a salad. <laughs> oh, that's that's so, a ticket. So the sous vide, um, you don't need to use a pot. You can use a, if you had like one of those Cambros, like uh, four quart, six quart sure. Cambros, yep. plastic. Um, so you can use that. You can. Um, the, one thing that, the one thing you have to be careful of is it, the only place you can't skimp is on the bag. And... I learned the lesson the hard way. I mm -hmm. thought, oh, just any plastic bag will do that seals up. If you don't have the heavy-duty PVC-based um, non-BPH you know, plastic bags, yep. you can use heavy-duty freezer bags. And I have a very, uh, I think it's ingenious way of uh, cryovacking. I just get the seal to within an inch and then <laughs> and close it. I, I use my mouth. That's right. Uh, but then it goes. <laughs> He's huffing freezer bags. I love it. Uh, but you, you're, you, you do want to get the air out because the, the meat will end up floating and it won't be completely immersed. So you got to get the, the air out and get it get it sunk down. If you're heating up vegetables with it, I will typically put the vegetables in a separate bag and I'll put that in first and then put the meat on top of that so the weight of the meat 
holds the vegetables down below to get them warmed up. Okay. So you're not so you're cooking stu- um, food separately. I uh, you you really have to because in order to cook a vegetable in the sous vide, you need to be up around 180. Okay. And you're obviously not going to cook meat at that temperature. Mm-hmm. So well, I'm not because I'm not eating 180 degree meat. So I'm uh, I'll typically roast the vegetables ahead of time and then. 30 minutes before it's time to eat, I'll drop them in a bag and stuff them in the water so they warm up. Okay. And that gives you a chance to melt the butter along with it. You know, any seasoning you're going to add to the vegetables, it all mixes in and you can just squeeze the bag around and move the vegetables around, get a nice coating and you're ready to rock. Nice. Yeah. And uh, I hear a lot of, um, well, a buddy of mine, John, he owns the uh, the Wheelhouse Burger Joint in Boston, which is excellent. Um, he does, he, he's got a sous vide and He'll smoke, um, you know, brisket, pork butts for about two to three hours just to get the smoke penetrated into the meat. And then he'll sous vide for the rest of the time. Yeah. And I mean, he'll sous vide for, you know, up to 24 hours. I haven't done a long cook yet, but that's my next thing. I'm going to set it at night and then go. Mm -hmm. One thing is I like to reverse sear, especially a roast. So I will, if my plan is to get it to 140 dead center... I'll back that off and go to 135 and sometimes even as low as 130. And when I'm ready to finish it off in the oven, crank the oven up 450, put it in there and then get that nice sear on the top. And that brings it up to the 140. You got to watch it though, because you're, you got to imagine you're at the end of your cook. If you were to do it in the oven or do it in the smoker, you're right at the end. So a few minutes is going to be a degree Mm -hmm. in that, in that center point. And after you take it off, it's still correct. It's still going to climb. Whereas when you take it out of a sous vide, it doesn't climb. It starts coming down. So when you so when you set the sous vide, it's you set the temperature. Yep. Uh, that heats the water up to that temperature. Correct, and keeps it within a de- degree. Okay, and then you put your protein or what? Say you put your your steak steak in. Yep. Uh, without temping it, how do you know? Is there other time? It's it has to do with thickness. So for each inch of beef that you're dealing with, you're mm-hmm. looking at an hour of penetration time. Okay. So if you're cooking to one, you know, if I'm doing a an um, hour of penetration. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Giggity. Giggity. <laughs> uh, so I, what I will typically do is I'll cryovac several steaks rather than have individ, you know, them all in the same bag, so that I can spread them out and I get them an inch thick. And it takes an hour in the sous vide. But if it if it's an hour and a half, Ed Sullivan, the producer, sometimes isn't ready for lunch at noon because he's got a podcast going on. What the hell? Goddamn <laughs> phone. Sorry. Sorry. He owes everyone a beer. <laughs> no, that was actually a sous vide video. That was a video on um, on how to sous vide. Yeah, when we're not doing a right, podcast I'm, or nothing right. right now. So feel free to go watch the videos. Let's do whatever you want, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> My bad. As you were saying, Jonathan. So, uh, yeah, if you were at a two-inch thick piece of steak, you'd, you'd be two hours. But it'll it'll hold that temperature, so you can bring it Kent. pretty darn close to the, uh, the temp you're looking for. Okay. Uh, with steak, I like to finish them in a, in a cast-iron frying pan on the top of the stove, and you just get that blistering hot, and you literally just touch the steak down, and you've got your sear. Boom. So you're, not, you're really not raising the temperature on... When on a sous vide steak that you're pan frying afterwards because it's not going to be on there long enough. Mm-hmm. You're okay. just looking to hit that crust. Now, with the sous vide, we could technically reheat, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. Not that there's ever any reheating in my house, but... One thing that I've done, <laughs> the, the roast, for example, I had uh, anticipated more people here than 
ended up showing up for work because of the snowstorm. So I had half a roast left. I diced that up and ba- made basically a beef stew in the bag and then heated that up. This time, because it's the second heating, I brought it to 160, but uh, just to make sure everything was dead. But it it's better than boiling it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it broke everything down. Everything was super tender. So we had uh, we had a stew the next day. So Nice. I bet, yeah, I bet you that would work real nice for a reheating, you know, pulled pork, brisket, ribs, whatever. Yeah, yeah. you don't dry things out. Yeah. You just whatever and, you have in there. And there's butcher shops now that offer meals in a bag. Correct. They'll and, cryovac it for you right there. Yeah. Uh, you made the lollipop chicken, which I got to pick your brain on that okay. um, for the event that we had last week. And I had some of them left, so I dropped those in a bag. How was everything? Outstanding, for, by the way. Excellent. Excellent. I scooped all the juice that was in the bottom of the pan. It had kind of gotten gelatinous. Put that in the bag, sealed that up, dropped it in. Even the people that had the chicken the night of the event said, what did you do to this? It's so much better. And I did nothing. I didn't add a single <laughs> spice, nothing. I just reheated it in the sous vide. Again, took it to 160 for an hour, mm-hmm. and it was fantastic. How do you get that lollipop look to the chicken? Do you just cut the tendon and it does itself? Well, it's about a uh, three-hour process. Yeah, no, um, yeah. You take the, you take the, um, you take the chicken, chicken leg, chicken leg, chicken leg, and you score right where the right where the bone meets. The, the big part, you know, yeah. the, the meat part. And uh, you score it, and then you just take a knife and you scrape it back, and then you'll feel it's like a cap, and you'll pull it off of the actual end bone. Yeah. You know, so you'll see the whiteness. And then um, with the drumsticks, you do have some tendons um, that you need to cut away. Oh, so you clean those up. Because yeah. that's one thing I was noticing as I'm eating it is I'm not chewing on tendon. So I didn't know if that disintegrated somehow or whatever, but you actually removed it. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, we removed whatever we could of them. Mm-hmm. Then the rest would. The rest of it. So it's, it's a lot easier to do with wings. What did you do uh, for a sauce on that? Because that was also fantastic. Was that some kind of cherry glaze or something? That was a black pepper sauce. It had a little sweetness to it. It did have some spice. Mm-hmm. Very good. Awesome. Do you give out the uh, recipe on that? I do not. Jerk. I do not. I will give it to you after the show. <laughs> <laughs> How are the meatballs? The meatballs were fantastic. That was a big hit. Mm-hmm. And whatever you did with the sausage, the sausage wrapped in bacon and you had that cheese on top, mm-hmm. uh, there weren't any left at the end. Pig shots. Really? Awesome. Those were, those were gone. Awesome. So what was the secret on that? Um, it's just you can use any. Um, first, I have to give credit to Matt Pittman. It's, Thank you, Matt Pittman. Yes, it's, it's uh, one of his um, recipes. So um, you take any smoked sausage. You cut it into half-inch pieces, and then when you wrap the bacon around, the bacon will obviously um, it'll stick up a little stick bit. up a little bit from the sausage. And then you take a it's diced jalapenos, cream cheese, cheddar cheese, um, little chili powder. I use the barbecue Buddha um, rub, the rub, nice. and then um, a little salt, pepper, garlic. Mix you know, kind of mix it around till it gets pliable. And then just shove Mush it into in each shot and then smoke them for about 45 minutes. Now, something that impresses me about your cooking is in order to make something delicious, you need to have four elements. You need to have your heat, you need to have fat, you need to have salt, and you need to have an acid component. And this is what palates in every culture is looking for. If you sample food from any culture, mm-hmm. 
and it's universally accepted as delicious, it has those elements in it. And you seem to be able to sneak that in. I mean, you got the cream cheese, you got the bacon for your fat. Obviously, the bacon added some salt to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cooked it properly. You know, it was cooked all the way through. Nice little crunch to the cheese on top. R- really, really exceptional. And then adding the barbecue sauce would add that acidic element. Mm-hmm. Perfect. It was perfect. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, I, the meatballs are, are turning into one of my favorite things. I had some left over, and uh, Katie even tried one. She's like, ooh. Yeah, those are very good. Yeah. Those are very good. Yeah. Doing like a meatball sub. Little uh, little trick that I use when I make meatballs is I use um, Ritz crackers as the breadcrumbs. So I use about a half of a packet of Ritz crackers per pound of meat product. And I just whip that in a food mill. And that, uh, that'll that add my spices and seasonings too. But that adds a buttery component to the inside of the meatball that you normally wouldn't have because rich crackers are kind of buttery. Yeah. It's cheating. Some people, purists will say it's cheating, but I don't care. They're delicious. It does sound good. Does it, So does it keep them moist as well or you just get that moist Yeah. Well, you, you end up, you know, you obviously got to cook them properly, but yeah. um, I'll typically cook them in the oven at a relatively high heat to get a little browning on the top. Mm-hmm. And then before they're even cooled, they go in the sauce. And so they never dry out. So when you do them in the oven, do you put a little sauce in the pan first? I, I don't. Okay. I don't. There's some people that do. Some people add a little bit of, the, of tomato sauce to the mix itself to get the tomato flavor on the inside. I'm a little more old school on that respect. I like to get them brown. They're not even really cooked in the middle yet. And, and I, they finish in the cooking sauce. in the sauce. And you know the sauce is done when you start to see an oil slick on the top. Okay, now it's time to eat. Mm-hmm. And that happens around the three-hour mark for me. Well, and he's not even Italian. Are you Italian? You're not Italian. French. French. Wow. So that's where the cooking comes in. It's where the butter comes in. Is it French? Oh, oh, oh. Can't go wrong with butter. No. So we're all officially all over the goddamn map here today. That's fine. I'm all right with it. That's fine. But this is good. And, um, yeah, Mike Jordan, I, I know, um, just not to change the subject, Joe, though, with the but uh, you're gonna. jerky. Go ahead. Yeah. If you have any other questions, but once you get sample products out, we will definitely give them a try for you. And well, you can be on the show any, and you can be on the show anytime. Screw you, messy Mike. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't oh. say that. So mean. I just wanted to get so, a reaction out of you. Um have you ever done uh like a skirt steak or a like a flank steak sous vide yet? Yeah, what what have you done? I've done uh recently I did steak tips. Um I did that uh basically pot roast. I've done every kind of tenderloin combination that you can think of, uh, full-size steaks. Love, I love Delmonico done up. You know, you get uh, Market Basket locally here sells prime cuts now, so you can Mm -hmm. get a prime Delmonico, inch and a half. It takes about an hour and a half in the water, and I'll even sometimes let it sit in there a little longer. Put a hard sear on that, and oh, my God. So if you don't do the sear after the fact— it's completely it, edible. Does it taste different? No, no, no. Well, it does. It does taste different in that you don't have that kind of crunchy outer coating mm-hmm. that you get. Uh, new thing I've been doing is I will mush Parmesan cheese into the outside before the sear, and that gives you a real nice crust and also adds a little layer of salt and fat to the outside. Um, but I've done roasts where I just pull it out of the sous vide, slice it, and we're ready to go. Okay. There's no need to rest the meat if you're pulling it right out because it's not going up in temperature. It's it's staying as is. I might have to get one. And you said you paid 
Well, you I, have the I have two of them. Watt. So I have the Gourmia 1200 watt, mm -hmm. and I also have the Dash, Dash. 800 watt. The okay. problem with the 1200 watt, and, and it's good if you're looking to do something quick. It gets the water up to temperature faster than the 800 watt, but it beeps every two seconds when it gets to temperature until you tell it to stop beeping. It's annoying as hell. Oh, I bet. And it's the same price as the Dash 800 watt. Mm -hmm. That beeps once when it gets to temperature, and that's it. Uh, they both do essentially the same thing. There's no, there's, there's more expensive ones. Those were a hundred dollars each. And I think I bought Yeah, They them. have like the chef step. I've yeah, seen. You, you can get like, you can pay 200 bucks and have it connect to your phone through Bluetooth and you can control it from anywhere, you know, connect it to Wi-Fi if you want. I wasn't getting that fancy. Mm -hmm. They all do the same thing. They heat the water, they hold the water at the right temperature. So if you're that guy, if you're Johnny Mags over here and you, you need every toy, Get the one that connects to the Wi-Fi because it is cool as hell. But oh, it does the exact same show. thing that the Dash does uh, for half the price. Okay. And these and uh, the sous vide units, they actually started out as um, science not science labs. experiments, but uh, equipment in science labs. Yeah, they were they were looking to be able to hold temperatures at exact hold the water at exact temperatures to be able to grow cultures mm -hmm. and. Uh, they kind of took the place of Bunsen burners, I believe. It, it was, I, I, and my facts may be a little off, but there was a, a French chef, Pierre something, uh, in the 70s, mid-70s, and he was trying to make foie I believe is the way the story goes, and he didn't want the fat to leach out too much out of the liver, I think it is. Mm -hmm. And so he figured out that he could get that to stay in if he cooked it at the right temperature, uh, at a lower temperature than what he was able to hit with regular fire and, and water. So he figured out that he could use the sous vide and be able to do it. And then it kind of took off popularity wise with the ability to cryovac food mm -hmm. and be able to store it long term. So they'd cryovac it, cook it in the cryovac, and then you'd be able to have a shelf life on that without having to add preservatives to it. So it really kind of took off as far as being used in the home. In the mid 2000s, uh, units were expensive. You could pay a thousand dollars for them, mm -hmm. and more recently, they've dropped down into very, very uh, well, easy price points for the the consumer. Well, they probably skyrocketed when they were on the Iron Chef for the first time, right? <laughs> so, probably went up in price there. Yeah. Now, so a sous vide, so it, it's it's vacuum sealing um, food, correct? So it's under vacuum, under yep. you know, um, so you can't just take a Ziploc bag. And I've done it with in a pinch. You know, I went to a buddy's house and I and I forgot my cryo bags at home, mm -hmm. and he had freezer bags. So I was able to do it with the freezer bag. It's a one time use. You're not going to reuse that freezer bag. It's not like the heavy duty bags that I have uh, that work the same way. Okay. Um, but yeah, you just you got to make sure you get the and air out so it sinks and you're good. Gotcha. Okay. That's great to know. But when you buying it, huh? When you buying it, it's it's been on my radar for a little bit. It's a game changer. I mean, everybody's everybody praises it. Everybody says it just it changes the the cooking process only because it it makes your life easier. There's a dude on YouTube that converted his Coleman cooler. He drilled a hole in it to wow. accept That's cool. the sous vide, yep. and then he was doing um, one of the videos I saw. He had three or four briskets in there just going and. Did his 24 hours in the Coleman cooler outside mm -hmm. and then threw him on the smoker to finish him off. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you really could go industrial with it. Oh, yeah. 
even for catering too. If you had a big enough, you know, big enough pot, now you, you know, plug that in off to the side, you have that doing some night, you don't have to worry about it. Right. And you don't have to worry about it overcooking, boiling over, any of that stuff. That's what has done it for me because I've ruined, not ruined, I mean, you can still eat them, but well done beef is just a sin as far as I'm concerned. Oh, Unless yeah. you're talking about a stew of some kind and you've really overcooked it to, to really break it down. I, I like mine no more than medium. I, I would rather have it on the rare side. And Ed Sullivan feels the same way. So Now, do you eat burgers? Oh, yeah. Now, do you get burgers medium, rare, rare, or do you get those medium? No, I'm a medium rare guy. Okay, I'll roll the dice. Perfect, all the time, except the juice. The juice. I always, I'm always willing to take the chance for rare or medium rare. Medium. The rare, key, yeah. the key with a with a burger on the rare side or medium rare is to let it rest for five minutes so that everything solidifies inside and it doesn't just leak out all over you. If you can just let it set up, and I learned that from Gordon Ramsay, you just let that burger set up. Now you'll be able to cut it, you'll be able to bite it, and you're good to go. Mm. It'll hold its juice. Speaking of Gordon Ramsay, I just uh, I made perfect eggs for the first time this weekend. Scrambled eggs perfect using his scrambled recipe. Scrambled eggs using his recipe. The creme fraiche, the Freaking whole bit. Amazing. Yeah, they are. Oh my god, Katie! I give them to Katie. She's like, "These taste like hotel eggs." I'm like, "Fancy hotel eggs? <laughs> Bet your ass!" <laughs> oh, it was so delicious. Yeah. So anyway, that was that. what a show that was. That was all over the place. Half barbecue, half sous vide, half yep. swearing at Mike, half of making up other crap. Yep, and we are going to um, go real depth into the chili uh, myths, procedures, techniques. You really willing to start that war? I am. I am. Okay. Tomatoes, no tomatoes, beans, no beans, Texas, Cincinnati, okay. Mexico. I know a We're whole doing it all. group yep. of people are going to have... A little 411. It's going to be a lot of pennies thrown in the pot on this one. Let's see your best chili before the next show. Well, I don't know. Well, should we do uh, corned beef next week? It is before St. Patrick's Day. We'll do a little bit of both. And then after that, I got to reconfirm with um, Jonathan Carney on the 20th. Okay. For dry aging episode. Yep. He is a dry aging fiend. Yes, he is. He's a savage when it comes to it. But well, and next, I- next week, Ed will be back. So Jonathan won't be here. Well, Seems Jonathan. sad about that. <laughs> There's an extra spot over here. Yeah, there is. <laughs> well, awesome. that's it for this week, folks. We'd like to thank you all for joining us. Um, please, uh, questions or comments to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. Um, find us on social media, on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, for the pod- audio version, find us on iTunes and any other podcast catches. Um, once again, thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for listening. Uh, please like, rate, subscribe. More importantly, share with everybody. We got the new numbers in this week, month. A little lower because we lost the day because of the shorter, how the, everything fell. But like you said, guys, you, we're doing a great job. We love you for it. Keep sharing it. Send us some ideas. We'd love to, like you said, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, send us some ideas, some recipes. We'll throw them on the show. We'll try them out. Cool. All right. So until next week. Bye. Keep the smoke rolling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.